0: Everyone, and welcome to God's Plan Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to God's Plan Your Part. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm here today with Jenny, and we are still in Job. I'm really torn. We're i are in fe- the thick of it. I, I feel like I should act like I really enjoy reading this so that the listeners don't get tired of reading it. But man, Job is tough. It's Have I like, said that enough? It's just
0: like sitting and listening to people's arguments about really terrible, awful stuff.
1: And that is what it is. Yes. I mean, that that's precisely what it like, is. How long
0: can you listen to people argue about their righteousness? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we will hear, uh, We're we're reading Job 17 to 20 today. Uh, we hear from Bildad and Zophar. So we hear from the other two friends. Um, and it, like I said yesterday, like the fight just keeps getting more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to remind you as we go through Job, I like hitting on some of these big themes. The entire book is kind of speaking to a misunderstanding of who God is. And so we have Job who understands um, that is like God's not like the God of karma, you do good things, you get good things, mm-hmm. you do bad things, you get bad things, uh, and his friends are preaching karma like hey you did- you did bad, so you got bad, and job is like no like i'm I know, I know I'm a righteous man, and I will not allow my faith in God to be shaken. He has like these terrible feelings and emotions, uh, but he trusts god uh so I think it's just a helpful reminder for us like How often is it that you see somebody, oftentimes it's people that you don't know, but you see somebody on the street or you see somebody, you know, traveling or something and you're like, oh man, they're in a really bad situation. I wonder what they did to deserve that.
0: For me, a couple things stuck out. I was looking at the beginning of chapter 19 and there's just like some shots fired stuff coming out of Job's (laughs)
1: mouth.
0: Um... He – and I I remember reading this myself. He literally says, how long are you going to torment me? How long are you going to keep, like, casting reproach upon me? Um, And I think he's, again, just getting, like, really fed up with it to the point that he – in Chapter 19, he kind of segues into, you know, like, you're supposed to be my friends. Everyone's abandoned me, and you're still just, like, casting all of this terrible – these terrible words are at me or upon me. Um and I think it it really kind of like hurt my heart a little bit too because Job literally has nothing. He talks about in 19 in um like those teen verses between basically like verses 11 through like I don't know, 19 just about how his family doesn't care for him anymore. He can walk, it says, even young children, when he walks by them, they rise up and talk against me. I'm um, Just, like, being completely deserted on every possible front, like, completely alienated um, because of what looks like some kind of, like, secret sin and God's punishing you, kind of like what you were talking about, Ryan, um, with that, like, black and white stuff. Like, oh, well, he must have done something wrong, so basically, like, shun him.
1: This is not hard to imagine in a real-world setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... Little kids on the sidewalk, right? Job walks by. Again, he's still covered in ashes, and he's mm-hmm. been very emotional, so he's sad.
0: It, like brings me that idea of Jean Valjean.
1: Oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah, kind of, huh?
0: From uh, oh my word, Les Mis, Les Mis,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, like that
0: uh, Scarlet Letter kind of deal. So
1: like they they actually appear dejected. Mm-hmm. They are the talk of the town. Like, but ah. it
0: the crazy part is that he didn't do anything.
1: Right, right. And how often do we fall into wrongfully judging somebody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just based on what we see? Outwardly, yeah, outwardly. Yeah. Like I, I, think about that. Um, like, mm-hmm. like the most common thing for me is like people who might end up living in a car or mm-hmm. people who are just laying on the street. Uh, we were, we were just talking before we started recording about uh, this guy that we met in New York City.
0: And we had taken a group of kids from our church on a mission trip to New York. Mm -hmm. And there was an evening um, where we just walked different streets throughout the city and just kind of talked to people, gave them things to eat.
1: Yeah, we were handing out, like, sandwiches and stuff. Yeah,
0: specifically, we had talked to a man, a homeless man, and outward appearance, he definitely was living on the streets, like, before we even talked to him. Mm -hmm. um he was kind of like limping around Mm -hmm. um so his physical health was not great either he was much older i think he was probably in his like late 70s maybe even 80s who knows um but after talking to him um his story was actually kind of like not what you'd expect like you'd expect like the typical i fell into this i had this happen to me it was more like you know like just hasn't had the greatest of luck over his life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a matter of like I chose this path and I ended up in this really deep, dark place like he was talking to us about how you know he he basically lived on the streets, but his leg was he had like a really terrible like, it's
1: like an open sore. yeah like
0: mm-hmm. an open wound kind of situation and um but that just like kind of came upon him, but he every time he talked about something that was like not great for him. He would always just I remember his little hands. He'd like lift his little hands and be like all to God, all to God's glory. And he like didn't part from that. So like I kind of get that same idea of Job in a way.
1: I mean that is what Job is doing. Mm -hmm. Like Job has lost everything. He is a mess.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's saying like God is God's gonna look after me. Actually, uh probably the highlight of the reading today, uh Job 19 verse 25 for I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at last he will stand upon the earth. Um actually you continue, and after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, mm-hmm. who I shall see for myself. Um He has incredible faith. Like Job knows God and knows that God will ultimately be his Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Uh what's really interesting about that is this is the oldest one of the oldest books of the Bible. It's like Genesis and Job are very old. Mm-hmm. Um and here we have in Job 19 this idea that God will send some ultimate redeemer mm-hmm. um that will guarantee our hope in him. And like we know today like that's Jesus. We know today that's Jesus. Right. And what's interesting is Uh, Genesis is super old. We have in Genesis chapter three, like this promise uh, that the offspring of the moon will come and crush the head of Satan's Mm -hmm. offspring. We have in Job 19, this firm declaration that I know that my redeemer lives and I know he will stand on the earth Mm -hmm. in victory. Um, Very, very cool to me and very faith affirming to me that some of the oldest pieces of literature that we have, we know that it's very old. Um,
0: they speak very prophetically
1: yeah they speak very prophetically and the theology holds up like it's not like oh they came up with this Jesus idea like in the prophets mm-hmm. like no it's like from the very beginning uh, they're talking about this ultimate redeemer it's, it's really cool uh, I think that I think that actually does flow into the your part for today so the, the story is essentially these friends keep uh, hurling insults at Job Job keeps this steady firm faith I think that your part for us today, like the the way that we fit into this, our takeaway from this, is that man, like you can't just you you can't judge a book by its cover actually, uh-huh, like you're gonna uh-huh. you're gonna bump into people that have fallen into some pretty tough situations uh-huh. um, and I don't think that's only in missions trip kind of scenarios, like right. that's the story that we told, but I think you bump into people like that often. um, it's hard for me sometimes not to judge that situation just based on uh-huh. the uh, physical possessions or, you know, like the, the outcomes. Like, oh, that guy's life is not like mm-hmm. a normal kind of life. Like, or don't maybe, do that.
0: Maybe even it's something that you yourself have found, your, like you found yourself in a situation where people are very quick to judge their yeah. own life.
1: Well, and I, I know for sure I have been quick to judge other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, like I'm, I'm just hanging with my buddy far. This annoying guy with lots of words or, you know, Mm -hmm. hanging out just like Bill Dad with many words of crushing (laughs) oppression. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So be encouraged. Uh, Know that our Redeemer lives. Like we have hope. We have trust. We have faith in the Lord. Um, And so does everybody else. So we don't want to judge people too quickly. So uh, we'll be back in Job again tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.
0: Job 17, my spirit is broken, my days are extinct, the graveyard is ready for me. Surely there are mockers about me, and my eye dwells on their provocation. Lay down a pledge for me with you. Who is there who will put up security for me? Since you have closed their hearts to understanding, therefore will you not let them triumph? He who informs against his friends to get a share of their property, the eyes of his children will fail. He has made a byword of the peoples, and I am one before whom men spit. My eye has grown dim from vexation, and all my members are like a shadow. The upright are appalled at this, and the innocent stirs himself up against the godless. Yet the righteous holds to his way, and he who has clean hands grows stronger and stronger. But you come on again, all of you, and I shall not find a wise man among you. My days are past, my plans are broken off, the desires of my heart. They make night into day. The light, they say, is near to the darkness. If I hope for Sheol as my house, if I make my bed in darkness, if I say to the pit, you are my father, and to the worm, my mother or my sister, where then is my hope? Who will see my hope? Will it go down to the bars of Sheol? Shall we descend together into dust?
1: Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you hunt for words? Consider, and then we will speak. Why are you counted as cattle? Why are you stupid in your sight? You who tear yourself in your anger, shall the earth be forsaken for you, or the rock be removed out of its place? Indeed, the light of the wicked is put out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. The light is dark in his tent, and his lamp above him is put out. His strong steps are shortened, and his own schemes throw him down. For he is cast into a net by his own feet, and he walks on its mesh. A trap seizes him by the heel, a snare lays hold of him. A rope is hidden for him in the ground, a trap for him in the path. Terrors frighten him on every side and chase him at his heels. His strength is famished, and calamity is ready for his stumbling. It consumes the parts of his skin. The firstborn of death consumes his limbs. He is torn from the tent in which he trusted, and is brought to the king of terrors. In his tent dwells that which is none of his. Sulphur is scattered over his habitation. His roots dry up beneath, and his branches wither above. His memory perishes from the earth, and he has no name in the street. He is thrust from light into darkness, and driven out of the world. He has no posterity or progeny among his people, and no survivor where he used to live. They of the west are appalled at his day, and horror seizes them of the east. Surely such are the dwellings of the unrighteous, such is the place of him who knows not God.
0: Then Job answered and said, How long will you torment me and break me in pieces with words? These ten times you have cast reproach upon me. Are you not ashamed to wrong me? And even if it be true that I have erred, my error remains within myself. If indeed you magnify yourselves against me and make my disgrace an argument against me, know then that God has put me in the wrong and closed his net about me. Behold, I cry out, violence, but I am not answered. I call for help, but there is no justice. He has walked up my or he has walled up my way so that I cannot pass and he has set darkness upon my paths he has stripped from me the, my glory and taken the crown from my head he breaks me down on every side and I am gone and my hope has he pulled up like a tree he has kindled his wrath against me and counts me as his adversary his troops come on together They have cast up their siege ramp against me and encamp around my tent. He has put my brothers far from me, and those who knew me are wholly estranged from me. My relatives have failed me. My close friends have forgotten me. The guests in my house and the maidservants count me as a stranger. I have become a foreigner in their eyes. I call to my servant, and he gives me no answer. I must plead with him and my mouth for mercy. My breath is strange to my wife, and I am stench to the children of my own mother. Even young children despise me. When I rise, they talk against me. All my intimate friends abhor me, and those whom I have loved have turned against me. My bones stick to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have mercy on me, have mercy on me, O you my friends. From the hand of God has touched me. Why do you, like God, pursue me? Why are you not satisfied with my flesh? Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself— and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. If you say, How we will pursue him, and the root of the matter is found in him, be afraid of the sword, for wrath brings the punishment of the sword, that you may know there is a judgment.
1: Then Zophar the Namathite answered and said, Therefore my thoughts answer me, because of my haste within me. I hear censure that insults me, and out of my understanding a spirit answers me. Do you not know this from old, since man was placed on earth, that the exalting of the wicked is short, and the joy of the godless is but for a moment? Though his height mount up to the heavens, and his head reach to the clouds, he will perish forever like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, Where is he? He will fly away like a dream and not be found. He will be chased away like a vision of the night. The eye that saw him will see him no more, nor will his place any more behold him. His children will seek the favor of the poor, and his hands will give back his wealth. His bones are full of his youthful vigor, but it will lie down with him in the dust. Though evil is sweet in his mouth, though he hides it under his tongue, though he is loath to let it go and holds it in his mouth, Yet his food is turned in his stomach. It's the venom of cobras within him. He swallows down riches and vomits them up again. God casts them out of his belly. He will suck the poison of cobras. The tongue of a viper will kill him. He will not look upon the rivers, the streams flowing with honey and curds. He will give back the fruit of his toil and will not swallow it down. From the profit of his trading, he will get no enjoyment. For he has crushed and abandoned the poor. He has seized a house that he did not build. Because he knew no contentment in his belly, he will not let anything in which he delights escape him. There was nothing left after he had eaten. Therefore, his prosperity will not endure. In the fullness of his sufficiency, he will be in distress. The hand of everyone in misery will come against him. To fill his belly to the full, God will send his burning anger against him and rain it upon him into his body. He will flee from an iron weapon. A bronze arrow will strike him through. It is drawn forth and comes out of his body. The glittering point comes out of his gallbladder. Terrors come upon him. Utter darkness is laid up for his treasures. A fire not fanned will devour him. What is left in his tent will be consumed. The heavens will reveal his iniquity, and the earth will rise up against him. The possessions of his house will be carried away, Dragged off in the day of God's wrath. This is the wicked man's portion from God, the heritage decreed for him by God. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at Part at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.